Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage Podcast. I am Quincy Moran, along with Coach Rita Enos, and we're here for another exciting episode, episode four. How is this gonna go? We shall see. We shall see. Boy, you know, um, when you get, it's funny that uh, you look at the list of topics, and I know I said this before, but there's not one topic that is easy to deal with. But that's good, because if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you are taking responsibility for your role in all the relationships in your life. And that can be a monumental task, but you know what? Marriage is not for the faint of heart. So <laughs> true. So you got to figure out what you signed up for. And now you've got to figure out how do I get there? You know? Um, so today uh, we're going to talk about hard talks. Ugh! Kind of, kind of feels like we covered that a little bit, but we really need to illustrate what we're looking at here. And I know in just a minute, you know, Rita, you're going to kind of recap um, on on what hard talks are, and and um, or you're going to recap on what we spoke about in our last episode, right? So, guys, prepare yourself uh, for the hard talks. Maybe you think you're already an expert in hard talks. Because I know what I'm talking about, and you can't tell me any different. Uh, you, you control a conversation, and I'm right all the time. Well, welcome to an episode uh, that's going to empower you um, to dramatically change your relationship with your wife, your children, your coworkers, your friends. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to you, Rita. You can recap what we talked about in the last episode, and then we will start moving along. Okay. I used um, some examples as far as like hard conversations, like having people come in my office. I've, I've usually found that it's a Pandora's box that nobody wants to open, pretty much put it in lock and key, and we're just not going to talk about these subjects. Or, you know, like I said, it's the white elephant in the room. Everybody sees it, but nobody wants to talk about it or address it. Um, some people come into my office and they have swept so much stuff under the carpet. The carpet is so huge. I can't even see them from across the table. Um, so those are, those are things that, and, and I believe too that when men or women here, we need to talk. There's something like within our heart that, drops or we get this lump in our throat everything in our mind we're having flashbacks on how it was that i treated that person this week right um our mind just starts reeling of of what it is that this person is going to want to talk to me about and we have built this thought in our mind that having these conversations is a negative thing right that um, having these hard talks, having these conversations is such a, it, it's, it like puts a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Conflict really isn't bad. Right. That's it, right. And, and, but we have this notion that it is. If we're in conflict, that means that we are angry with each other. Um, there may be some bitterness. There may be some things that need to be rehashed, whatever it may be. And conflict is not 
hard. If, if you come into a conversation with the intention of having a resolution to the conflict, then it makes it a little bit different. Right. How can we get from point A to point B? Normally, we all come into conflict that I'm going to prove my point, and my point is I am right. So you've just lost your whole audience right there because in reality, who really wants to be around the person who's always right? Exactly. If you're right, then like I used to tell my husband, then be right. You can't argue with that. Like, be right then. If, exactly. If that's your point and that's your motive and that's what it is that you want to end up is you being right and you need to know that you're right, so be right. Ouch. So it doesn't, it, there's no room for, for conflict. There's no room for conversation because it just ends the conversation because you're going to go nowhere with someone that, you know, always has to be right. Cause that really is part of people's conversation. Sometimes when they are talking to me, it's like, well, my husband is, you know, he has to be right. It's like, okay, so that's what we're dealing with. This is the thing that we need to get down to. But I want to read this quote. Quote time. Quote I love time. Your, I love the quotes you come up with. I love quotes. Yes. Quotes are my favorite thing. So this is the quote. Stop attaching so much weight to being right. In the grand scheme of things, being right is insignificant compared with being happy. Ooh. Oh. Ow. Wow. Do you want me to say that one more time? Yeah. Yeah. We got to, we'll have to hear that again. Stop I'm... attaching so much weight to being right. In the grand scheme of things, being right is insignificant compared with being happy. See, sometimes so many people get so hooked on being right. That gives them so much significance to be right that they lose all sense of happiness right but their happiness is to be right right <laughs> it brings pleasure to them it it you know it it definitely feeds them um and like i have said before you know just like the same thing with selfish people and and people being selfish people taking everything personally being self-centered you will find yourself alone more than not because who wants to be around someone who is like that. Correct. You could only take it for so long. Right. And even in, in hard conversations, when you're having those hard conversations, conversations, you can only be around a person for so long if that person always has to be right. Because then what you're saying is I have no thought, feelings, emotions, or opinions because that doesn't matter. Correct. To to that person. Right. So those those are just like kind of like um, things that I'm just throwing out there in regards to what type of person are you coming into a conversation? Are you that are you that guy? Are you that guy? Are you that guy that this a has thing? to be right? Right. Um, are you that guy that takes everything personally? You know, are you that guy that is so selfish, so self-centered that you can't see beyond what's in front of you? Um, so that, you know, you, you have to look at those things. It's so hard for me being a coach, like just putting it all out there because I don't know who it is that, that I am 
personally talking to. True. So I feel like I'm going in a very broad you know, spectrum of things where I just want to hone it in just a little bit more and give you um, my experience, um, things that I have seen with people come in my office and sit in front of me. Yeah. And more times than not, um, things do end in divorce because one person just is not willing to give. Yeah. Not willing to put in that effort. They just come to that point that it just really doesn't matter what that person has to say to me. This is, I'm done. There is no resolution. And that's, that's really difficult to hear because you, if, if your main goal is to be right, just like you said, you can be right and then you'll be alone. Exactly. And if, if what I'm hearing from you is like, if we're wrapping up this, don't take it personal. It sounds like it's ugly roots is selfishness. Yes. And, and you're making everything about, it's like all about me, you know? And that, so the, so the flower, the rose is taking it personal, but the roots, the the very root of the whole issue is selfishness. Right. And it's hard to think of yourself as being a selfish person, you know? So, but if you confront it and you, and you allow truth to be what it is with no feelings, then you can actually start to address it. Exactly. There's only so much bubble gum to go around when the <laughs> dam is cracking. Eventually, it's going to break. And that's divorce. That's right. separation. So, that, and that's the, the goal is to get you to a place where you can identify, oh, I'm going, I'm getting into Stupidsville here. I need to, I got to bring it back. Mm-hmm. So I can actually hear and see what's going on. Exactly. So I think that's that's a great way to wrap up. Uh, don't take it personal. And I'm sure, you know, once we start filtering through all the emails and we get an opportunity to look through those, we're going to revisit Don't Take It Personal because mm-hmm. we're going to have thousands of examples that we can bring back to the group, to the listeners and right. say, okay, so let me coach you through this. Exactly. So it does have to be broad in the beginning. We're going to have plenty of time to get into making it personal Mm -hmm. in a good way. Right. Right. So thank you for recapping that. And I think it's, it's absolutely necessary. I told you before this, even, you know, wherever I go and I'm speaking, I've always got to recap. If I've spoken in front of you before, I got to recap where I was the last (laughs) time because that's just how my mind works. I got to get back to where we were so I can refresh you Mm because chances are when you left, you forgot. Everybody's not like me where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take this and I'm going to start coaching myself mm-hmm. on it. So um, in today, uh, as we kick off this segment in hard talks, you know, I wrote a few notes down that had to do with hard talks because hard talks, there's really no boundary when it comes to hard talks. Right. Because um, it starts at what's most important to every guy, sex. Right. There's hard talks that come along with sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, finances. Oh, my Lord. There's, it, it's hard when it comes to finances. Um, your house, and if it's clean or if it's not clean. And do <laughs> you, I used to joke around with Jeannie. This is terrible. Uh, I used to joke around with Jeannie because the way that she is, I mean, she's a very in the moment. She's got bigger things to do with all the responsibilities she has with right. eight kids and, and, and raising three kids uh, while I'm at work. Um with three kids with autism. So she's like on the move. 
So uh, we would have this joke between us that I would come in and her pants and her shirt would be on the floor. I'm like, oh man, Jeannie got raptured out today. She gone. <laughs> she gone. You know, and, and I said it in, in tongue in cheek, but then there has to come a hard talk about that. Right. So there's really no area of your life that is safe from a hard talk, mm-hmm. especially when you're working through the process of strengthening and building your marriage. Because just when you think you're in a great place, right. guess what? Life happens. Mm-hmm. Circumstances come up and you find another area where you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was past this, but now I'm going to have to tell her we need to talk. Right. And with that comes, I mean, it, it gets easier a little bit mm-hmm. because you know, hey, we've created this place where I can share how I feel and uh, you're not going to attack me for it. Right. And so now I feel safe to go ahead and talk to you about it. But there's still that thing of, okay, we, we need to have a talk, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, hard talks, um, they can be difficult. But like you were saying with conflict, okay, your body was in conflict with itself when you had a growth spurt, right? you know, your bones were in conflict with your skin. Mm-hmm. So not all conflict is negative. Like you said, conflict is there. It's an opportunity. Let's start to look at conflict like an opportunity to grow and get right. better. Right. That's what is important here because it's all in how you look at these things. It's all in how you shape your perspective mm-hmm. because you really get to decide how you view these situations. Right. I look at hard talks now as a place to grow, and I get excited. Why is that? Because I used to, when I first got married, I would look at my friends, and, and them and their, their uh, wife or their prospective wife, they would be laughing and joking and punching each other and having fun. I look at that, and I go, man, I, I want that. I want my wife to be my best friend. I, that's, I want that. I didn't know how to get there. Right. And I can say today that my most favorite person in the world is my wife. It's Jeannie. Nobody's even close. Mm -hmm. And if I get a chance to go somewhere with the boys or with Jeannie, I want to go with her. She is my absolute favorite person. And I now have what I desired. I had no way to get there. I had no understanding of what it meant. But now I can look at that and say, and I was uh, talking to a guy that I'm mentoring. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm finally in a place where I can say, I got what I wanted. And now I want to be, I want my relationship to be inspiring to other people so they can look at us and say, I want that. Right. And if they look at that and say, I want that, or I want this out of my relationship, that tells me that you have the desire within you to be more than you are now. Mm-hmm. And hard talks is it's a bridge you've got to cross. You've got to to cross it because what's that going to do? That's going to begin to build the level of trust between you and your spouse. And the more you trust one another, the stronger your relationship is. And there won't be a bridge that you're not willing to cross right? because it brings those gaps in your relationship. It gives you the bridge over the troubled water Mm -hmm. so that you know, you know, now this is safe. I can communicate and this is hard. But ultimately, it's going to be for our good. Right. So um, maybe men out there are thinking, you know, I've I've had these moments where I have sat down with my wife and, you know, started to talk about those hard things. And it just went south like fast. 
and maybe you're feeling discouraged that, you know, just us saying, this is how you do it. Um, this is, you know, we may be portraying that this, you know, is an easy thing. It is no, not an easy thing. No way. This no. is over time. This is, this is something that you're going to invest in. Um, I would encourage you not to give up. I would encourage you to explain what it is that you're trying to accomplish, what it is that you're trying to work towards. Um, you know, it, it's something that you're going to have to recreate in your marriage. Right. And a lot of what we're saying is, is that it's something that you're going to have to start recreating. Um, you're listening because obviously something isn't quite right. You're seeking out because things aren't going as good as you thought. So there is, you know, there is some kind of notion on my part speaking to you that, okay, your marriage isn't where it is that you want it to be. So I would just encourage you to not give up, to encourage you to keep continuing to have those um, conversations, to be sensitive, to be understanding, to allow grace, to, um, to be able to connect with your wife that she doesn't feel as though you're attacking her, that she does feel as though you're just, you want to have these conversations because you want to grow. Um, you want to feel closer. You want to be engaged. If you've been disengaged, you want to engage yourself. These are all, it's very, very hard. It's very difficult to start something like this when you don't have this or you haven't had this in your marriage. It's not something that I just want to say, or you Quincy want to say that, you know, this is a breeze, like over time, oh, this just, ha right. you know, this just happened and it all came together. Right. It It's not this, this isn't something that happens overnight. It is definitely something that you work at. Like I've told many clients when you're changing, it's by moment, it's by minute, Yes. it's by hour. It's by day, it's by week, it's by month, and it's by year. You have those opportunities in that moment to decide, am I going to allow this to grow me, to change me, to empower me, or am I going to allow this to disempower me, to um, be stuck in the situation that I'm at? You get to be the choice. You get to be the one to make this decision. Nobody else can do this for you. It's literally making that choice within your own mind to say, I want better. And this is how it is that I'm going to go about it. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there that, um, having these hard conversations, it's something that you're going to start building a pond. It's not something that just happens overnight. Right. And, and what's important and what we're giving you guys is this. We're giving you shows um, in the order. Like we're starting with the footing of a block wall. We're starting with the foundation of a home, of a building. And so what we're doing is we're teaching you... Um, episode by episode, kind of what the mantra is or how you'll get started so that you can lead into the hard talks. Right. So there's a reason. So, hey, let's say you've dropped in on this episode, but you haven't listened from the beginning. 
stop everything. <laughs> well, don't don't stop yet so you can hear my instructions moving forward here. Stop, go back, listen from the beginning because it'll be impossible. Look, you'll drop a nuclear bomb if you walk straight in the house uh, right now after you get out of the car and go into your wife and say, we're going to have a hard talk. You got to have you, you got to have the episodes before this because each of these tools complement one another, mm-hmm. right? Right. Do I have that right? Mm-hmm. So what what I would say is this, if you have not listened to those, just go back. It's like 30 35 minutes an episode. Start there. Start from the beginning and then follow up and then start this episode over because it'll make a lot more sense of what we're asking of you. And yeah, here's the beauty about experience. We're talking for about something that has already happened for us. Right. So I definitely don't want to make it out like this. Hey, this is real easy. Just go on and have a hard talk. (laughs) No, I promise you it's grueling. It's work. It's scary. Yeah. I'm a dude. And I said it, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Be the hero in your own relationship. Be the hero in your life. Men are like, by nature, are made to conquer. Right. So why not conquer this difficult situation? Um, if you have listened, and we, we need to know where, I want to give you a piece of advice if you are listening to these in succession. You've already heard one, two, three. Now you're on four. Do me a favor. Do not have any Hard conversations via text. Just stop. Stop right now. (laughs) Maybe you're sitting somewhere at the gym and you and your wife are arguing or last night, um, last night was supposed to be a scheduled sex appointment and something came up with the kids and it didn't happen. And now you're resenting her um, and you just want to go ahead and tell her how you feel over text so you feel better. No, stop. Put the phone down. Don't do it. No more hard talks or starting hard talks over text. Just quit. Is that true? True. Okay, good. Very true. Because boy, have I ever learned my lesson with that. Yeah. Oh, how stupid is this? I mean, on text, I can say something that's good and encouraging. But how it's all in the reader, how they take it. How they take it. So my wife might read something and go, Oh, what do you mean about ABC? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't, I didn't right. mean it, ABC. I meant one, two, three. But th- so did you, and boy, you just screw things up. Right. So if, uh, if one piece of advice I can give you that you take immediately is stop saying hard things over text. It's all got to be in person because when you say it and you see her face begin to evolve, it's like, you know, do you ever watch um, the Avengers? You know how Storm, her eyes turn white. She starts to look up to the sky (laughs) and the clouds start to go. When you see that on your wife's face, you know you have to come out with, what did you hear me say? Right. You can't do that on text. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. They could use it against you. (laughs) All you can do is screw everything up. Yeah. Okay. And that's definitely not going to help for the plans you missed the night before. Right. It ain't helping for tonight because it's off. All, all bets are off. Yeah. And you know, I want to say this too, when you're having conversations, um, sometimes we get stuck in the mode that every time we do sit down to talk, it's always about, um, like what you need to do, what, 
you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's negative, but it's like, it's always about the marriage. Always what, um, you know, this is what I would like you to do. This is what, um, you need to do. You know, it, it, it's just every time you sit down, it's just not about having a fun, light conversation. Yeah. It's a very heavy conversation. And I just don't want you to fall into that trap that every time that you guys sit down to talk, it's a heavy talk. Yeah. You you have to mix it up a little. You you have to have those light, fun talks because that also builds into when you have those um those hard conversations that um you're more relaxed when you go into it. Precisely. So, you know, just don't say the only time I want to talk to my wife is when we have these hard conversations. Cause then, you know, like she won't want to talk to you. That's right. Um, you mix it up a little bit. You, you, you have those conversations that are like conversations. You have those conversations of, um, what does, you know, what does our future look like? What are your dreams? You know, um, like my husband and I just have a joke, you know, when we come together and we have coffee, um, we just, un- we used to do this, but we haven't done this, um, anymore. But when we were having some really difficult times in our marriage, every Monday we would have coffee together. That was our time to come together. Cause our lives are very, very busy. We sit down and have coffee. And when we would look at each other, we would say, so what are your grievances? <laughs> <laughs> that's how we would start our yep. conversation. That's not what, I mean, we, we did that in months of, of working through things and towards the end it, you know, it, it was very comical in that sense. You know, do you have any grievances? Bring them to the table and let's talk about them. Yeah. Um, so I just want to put that out there that not all your conversations have to be these heavy weighted down things that we have to work through all exactly. the time that, you know, that you have, you can have those lighter conversations with each other. And th- those are building blocks yes. to, to talk about those hard things where you're feeling a little bit more comfortable with each other. I agree to, to talk. And it's not, it's not a fight. It's not an argument. It's like, let's just sit down and let's just talk. Let's have a heart to heart. Let me just share what's on my heart. You share what's on your heart. We're not going to take it personal. We're going to, we're going to work through this. We're going to talk through this. We're going to love each other through this. And, um, we'll see it on the other side. Yeah. And I agree. And so I think that's where it's important for us to just maintain our, our, um, I don't want to say demands, but just to maintain how we're clear about this is all in context because it starts with you first. You can't thrust these ideas upon your wife and not have taken responsibility to develop yourself. Right. And, and, you know, before we close out the episode, one of the things I wanted to say, the good book says it's better to give than receive, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And, and for me, uh, learning how to learning, or making the decision to work through hard talks uh, for me as a man and the way it worked for me is I wanted to actually give my wife that place of safety to have a hard talk with me. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's more like it's better to give and allow her to pour her heart out um, and just it's better to receive, you know, if, if you are receiving 
receive it with every bit of an open mind that's possible, but give your wife that safe place to have a hard talk. Um, and it's not easy, but I want to leave you with one of these thoughts from Jim Rohn. Uh, he's a guy, he's a motivational speaker. He's like the grand, the godfather of self-development. Uh-huh. And, um, he says this, he's like, uh, it's a quick story. So he was speaking to Standard Oil back in the day. And they were like, so Mr. Rohn, you've traveled the world. You've seen everything there is to see. Uh, what are the 80s going to be like? So funny to say the 80s. Right. He goes, well, the good news is you got the right guy. You got the right guy for this job. I know exactly what's going to happen with the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they all leaned in to listen a little bit. He goes, Pretty much going to be like the 70s. And uh, it's funny because we think that things are going to be so dramatically different where it's like, no, uh, no matter who's in, who's in charge in politics, the country keeps rolling along. It's pretty much the same. Right. So the economy is pretty much the same. Work and business and everything's pretty much the same. Uh, for many, many years, the sun goes up. The sun comes down. You know, for many years, the seasons are moving right along. Right. So those things really don't change. So really, you only have the power to change one thing, and that's you. And if you're not willing to make that change, then you're just going to keep going on. You, the, the 70s will be like the 80s. The 90s will be like the, the 80s were. I said that wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> the, the, the 2000s will be like the, like the 90s. Nothing's going to change unless you get intentional about changing. And right. that's the tools that we're giving you guys right now. Okay, be an agent of change in your own life. Right. And I, I think capping that off, I think we've said a lot. And, and hopefully we've given you some more comfort when it comes to the possibilities that come along with hard talks. But yeah, you got to have fun too. So thank you for bringing that up, Rita. Because I do get pretty intense about, let's work on this. Right. Let's get it done. Right. You know? Well, I tell you what. Um, I want to make sure that you know how to contact us. So at the end of every episode... I want to give out our contact information. So if you want to email us, which I'm sure you'll probably have a lot of questions after this episode, it's man versus marriage podcast at gmail.com. That's man vs marriage podcast.com. You can hit a question. You can just throw a question out there on Twitter. If you like our handle is at M V S M podcast at man versus marriage podcast, M V S M podcast, or come join our Facebook group, man, vs marriage podcast come and join it i mean you'll get access to to myself and to rita and uh you'll get the opportunity to throw some things out there and uh we can kind of you know give that broad brush approach um and answer any questions there don't make it too personal for the really really personal stuff uh let's start out with email is that fair yes okay um but otherwise Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And I got to say, I'm just really thankful uh, that you've decided to listen to the Man Versus Marriage podcast. And uh, until the next episode, Quincy Moran, Coach Rita Enos, good night now. <laughs>